why not uh, firearm safety? Cool. Uh, the younger the better. You know, guns are an excellent tool. But we're going to follow these rules. And just firearms training is, is key. You know, if you're required to, if you are required to fill out that 10-day form or your background check, you should also be required to attend a class or um, some kind of educational course so you can obtain that firearm. Is it working? We're on our live too, right? Oh, now. hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. They're just taking the time to talk to some crazy ass fanboy from up north. Hi! I miss you guys, man. Hell yeah, dude. It's going down, dude. For you, my shout out to you this week is to Jason. My Pete? shout outs to Adam. I'm all about it, bro. Listen to this. This is a quick, funny story. So my mom like got her house remodeled. Her boyfriend moved in. They did it. Okay. She would tell me she's like, ah, and then I went to the bathroom. Like, okay, well this story just got awkward. But then I sat down on the toilet. We have a bidet. So, okay, just I didn't get out of it for 45 minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> 45 minutes. You're like, man, man. You pulled out the pants. Like I said to Jason, I used to go a huge. Like fine china. Shit. I love you. Like cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> the size of baby heads. <laughs> we love you back, dude. All right. <laughs> hey, we're live with Adam has a beard. What's up? Dude, I'm Adam and I got the beard. <laughs> it does. <laughs> the reason I shave mine so people don't get confused, you know. Right. Dude, that's <laughs> a difficult thing. He's like, fuck, look at those two guys. Which one is Adam? I'm Jason. I got the goatee. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, baby. Soon. Dude, but I was watching this fucking thing, dude. Dr. Rick Bright came out and was pretty much, you know, talking about this whole coronavirus thing. And then all of these, all of a sudden, dude, it's like you see some of these douchebag senators just get up there and like roast this guy. It's like, well, you knew and and blah 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 blah. Just barking, ripping shit down his neck, dude. I'm like, what? Yeah. Fuck down. That guy is trying to give you guys some information. And here you are roasting him. And then the guy, the, uh, the guy from New York, God damn it, I wish I knew who remembered his name, but he was out there and he was like, he's like, you know, you know, oh, mom, shit, I'm. Uh oh. Sponsored by motherfuckers at the door. We're so, here. My oh. air conditioner, you know what I mean? I like it. The, I like good audio quality, you know? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. This is somebody's at the door. I was going to do a commercial for motherfuckers at the door. <laughs> But yeah, the, the the guy from around New York was just like, you know, hey, we're at the epicenter. I'm at the epicenter, and I'm seeing, you know, the, the firsthand effects of all this going down. And he was real sympathetic, and he was asking, you know, real questions, you know, like like not necessarily attacking Dr. Bright, but it was like, hey, so when when can could we possibly expect, if at all, this this vaccine? He was like, it, some of them happen, you know, uh, within months. But this one in particular, he's not fi- he's not going to find a, a cure for this within the next 10 years. No. I'm like, dude, God dang it. And well, then you can, you can, I can tell you that bubblegum cures Corona and you can do it immediately, or you can have things that are tested and verified and get it when it's tested and verified. You right. can't, you can't give, take the antibodies from somebody and inject them into somebody else and get it to work immediately it takes trials and what you're talking about isn't even being tried on children so even if in 10 years they come up with something it isn't going to be uh child proof it's going to be 18 and over yeah exactly then who's did by then those those kids were like oh man shit yeah when i was a kid you know they're fighting wars going oh no i still have corona (laughs) (laughs) 
kids, man. These dink kids. Yeah, dude. And then I discovered the real reason why you should wear a face mask. Covers up the smell of alcohol in your breath. Oh, nice. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) Put some fabric softener in that shit. Maybe it will. A natural filter? Yeah, that's what I use to cover up pot smoke, right? Just oh like, hell shit hey just you put some fabric softener in a toilet paper tube and boom your mom will never know you know <laughs> uh, back in the days oh man we're, we're here to help people with average and simple things right yeah little simple things use an apple and then you just eat the evidence oh no i mean Damn. Uh... yeah we used to do that with some tin foil and shit my buddy had this great idea he's like let's smoke banana peels we'll dry them in the in the oven and then smoke them out of an apple doesn't that sound good it did but it was all rotted fruit you know <laughs> oh damn dang it man dang it yeah the so apple, the apple goes bad fast i would i would imagine that the apple would go back real quick <laughs> <laughs> just the pipe like the rest of the real people <laughs> right Buy some papers. They're at the store. Is it legal out there in Florida? No. It's it's not legal yet? No, you know what? It like I lived in Illinois all my life and two weeks before they legalized pot, I moved down here. <laughs> right? Dude, marijuana business here in Washington is legal. Yeah. And it is uh considered an essential because they have not closed down. And drive by the green lady. And there's a shout out to the green lady. Not that I've ever been in there, but uh, the green lady uh, still open. People outside, you yeah. know, the the Bud Commander out there on Tumwater. You know, shout out to Bud Commander. Not that I've ever been there. Uh, <laughs> you know, people stacked up outside, and uh, you know, it's it's unreal. The liquor yeah. store, of course. You know, it's you know, you can go into a grocery store now here, and you find legal business. But God dang it, man, what what establishes an, an essential business now? Because I'm thinking to myself, is it that essential to be baked? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Can't get a haircut. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this is no. such an interesting, interesting bullshit that we have to deal with right now, dude. I don't know. There's there's a curfew here, but I could get laid in three in the morning just by making a phone call. You know what I mean? So what is essential? What is essential, dude? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. People are just going to live their lives and they're going to do what they have to do. Just don't hurt other people doing it. That's all I say. You oh, know, right. we're, we're all in this together. And you had that post about the retail lady that just got hit yes. in the face with some keys. And I was like, that is just typical of America these days. It's like, I don't, I don't understand that, you know? Yeah, dude. It's like, how are you going to hurt somebody like that doing, just doing their job? They have to be there because those big corporations have to stay open, but they have to provide a service to people like us who might need to go get some groceries in order to provide for our families or provide for ourselves or provide for somebody that we're caring for. And you're going to go and assault somebody. Yeah. It's the point. And then to have your kids with you to witness you be this savage, you know, be this animal, go back to the, go back to those primitive days where you go club somebody, (laughs) dude, seriously. And you're going to injure this lady. This lady did, a goddamn thing, but provide you a service and was, you know, very, she was very clear about what was, you know, Hey, we don't have this or we don't, we don't have that, but the context remained the same. She, the, the, the customer did not like the fact that she was being told no. Mm-hmm. 
and she wanted to slug it out. She's not no Mike Tyson, bro. Take it to the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, take it to the ring. Don't take it to the in front of your kids. But here's the thing. We're always defending the victim here, but we're never informing the assailant. You know what I mean? And so maybe to the lady that did the punching, here's the thing. If you find yourself like swearing at people that aren't your friends or family, stop. If your voice levels get to something that's higher than you should record with your friends and family, tone it down a notch because you're going too far. Going too far isn't covering up your plates to get away with the crime. Going too far was going into the store with the intent of being a bitch. And just don't do that. Just don't do that to people you don't know. Save your bitchiness for people that have already accepted it because we won't. (laughs) 100%, man. 100%. I mean... Dang, dude, you forgot to take a breath? What, you forget to take a, a chill pill? You did not visit one of those essential marijuana stores? What the, you yeah, know? Maybe. I don't know. Dude, it's dude, the way America dude. is. Yeah, those, that, that level of violence is just completely unnecessary. I mean, I, I can't wait to see some of these other stories pop up, you know, attacks on on the emergency response teams, you know, you know mm-hmm. nurses, uh, doctors, uh, EMTs, you know, the, the ambulance drivers, you know, the firefighters, the police yeah. departments, you know, yeah. police officers out there, you know, risking their life too. I mean, you know, and we never hear about like the thousands of cases of hypochondriacs saying, I have Corona today, test me today. I have Corona today. And because they sneezed, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. The other thing is, is if you think you have it, just isolate yourself for four days because the symptoms come on within four days. So just you know, I saw somebody like a week ago and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to hang back and maybe not go out for a while and see what happens. You know yep. I mean? yep. 100% <laughs> self-isolate. You know I mean? Most places, you know, I'm very, 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 I mean, I can't even stress how extremely lucky I am to have my job, but yeah. they at work, they tell you, you know, my supervisor says, hey, you know, if you feel like you need to self-quarantine, self-quarantine, there are programs available for you not to miss any pay. Right. Do it take care of yourself. If you're sick, you're sick, stay home. Um, your job's here. You're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just quarantine yourself, stay quarantined, um, yeah. you know, battle it, write it out, see what happens. If you're better in the next couple of days, you know, you know, get tested or whatever, go to the doctor and get tested. Yeah. You know, at work now we have these, uh, these protocols where you have to, you know, you, you gotta stay six feet away from each other while you, you, as soon as you land into, into the, into the office and wow. then take your temperature and you have a buddy, you know, behind you and who could read that temperature just to verify. I don't think it's just necessarily to, uh, you know, to call you out or anything, but I said, okay, hey, you're good to go. Cool. You know, I got to show somebody. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a really good thing that our, you know, that my company is trying to get everybody back to work. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sit around. We have a lot of things we have to do and to do those little precautions, I guess is a good thing. It's, it is a good thing. It's not a guess. It's, it is a good thing. You know, and none of us know, none of us know what the right protocol is for your job as opposed to like my job. Nobody knows. So, I mean, you can't have the government give you a blanket statement about something that might relate to you or might not. It's the same thing as guns in Montana or Chicago. There's, it should be different. You should be doing different things for your own life, not for not because the government said it or because the mayor of New York gets up there and speaks for like three hours, you know, do it because it's the right thing to do for you and for your friends. 
You're yeah. not, you don't have to worry about strangers. Just you stay away from them anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. You, 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 before all this went down, it was like you know, a whole bunch of self-isolation anyway. You know, I was like, yeah. I don't want to be around people. I'm just yeah. going to hang and kick back and relax. You know, I'm not going to deal with those assholes today. Now, yeah. it's more of a, you know, more of a, of, of, a, of a rule now because like you don't know who's got it. You don't know who's carrying it. Who do you want to take it back to? Do you want to take it back to your family, your kids, your your mama, your daddy, your grandma, you, you be responsible for all that, take it to your job and then spit it at work. Come on, settle yeah. down, sons of bitches, settle down. You know? yeah. It's just, it's, it's what's right for you. It's the, I believe, I believe in a country to where everything is legal and people make up their own minds. Heroin should be legal and people should make up their own minds. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to have a bunch of people that that overcame heroin or died from it and we're going to go on in a country where heroin doesn't matter anymore you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like uh it's like putting your finger on the hose and it just sprays wildly or you could just let it go till it runs out you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude you know decriminalized this this drug drug business man it's worked in other countries you know just decriminalize everything just don't hurt somebody else you know what i mean 100 percent. you know you know, I think that a lot of people, you know, would probably take that into consideration and be like, yeah, okay, you know, they're allow allowing this now. So maybe, maybe I'll tone it down or maybe I'll use it in, the, in my own, you know, areas, you know, my house or whatever, you know. Maybe. Like alcohol. Alcohol is the model. You know what I mean? I'm just, uh, you don't need weed bars because you don't need people driving around getting high. But like uh, in Illinois, before it was legal there was this thing where you had to, you had the container and they put it in a bag. And if a cop pulled you over and that bag was open, you were still busted with weed. You know what I mean? Yep. Even though you had every right to have it, it was open carry. And that makes yeah. sense to me, you know, and it's the same thing with, with any drug, just make it legal and let people have it at home. It doesn't matter. I'm not hurting anybody here. I don't do heroin, by the way. I've never done heroin. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell heroin, by the way. Uh, this is a, but you could mm. you could say that to anything, sex work yeah. or or anything that's it, that you think is illegal. If somebody wants to go sleep with a goat on their own farm, let them do it, because people are just gonna self <laughs> they're gonna self regulate each other. The, yeah. the farmers around him are going to just punch him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if that happened over here in Enumclaw up here. I don't know if you heard about that. There's a whole movie behind it called Zoo. Where they, oh. they had they ran a circus where they were just bringing dudes in from all over the place, getting banged by horses, and one guy got uh, his intestines uh, blown out. <laughs> and that's yeah. what happens. That's what yeah. happens when people go too far with something that should be legal anyway. And that guy's dead, and now we don't have to worry about that guy. <laughs> Just self-regulate yourselves, man. Don't, yeah. you know, you guys are pretty astringent about uh, your your guns, and you guys are weeds, and you know, yeah. just regulate yourselves. You know, just control yourselves. You know, this yeah. this all this whole thing will blow over if we just, you know, stay within the mandated rules. You know. I, I saw a, a news footage of this guy and he was turning in his AR-15 and he, he said, I'm a good gun, gun owner, but honestly, at this point, I don't trust my son, you know? And he wow. said, I don't want this in the house, not because of me, but because I care about my son. And mm. so he was self-regulating. That guy was pretty cool. He made the choice of having a dangerous weapon or a child that didn't know how to use the, the, the mm -hmm. deadly weapon. You know, yeah. there is no middle ground. 
Either you know how to use one or you don't, or you have one in the house and you trust everybody in it or you don't. Yeah, exactly. Do you trust your friend's kids? That's just it. Do you trust your friend's kids to come in? Your kid comes in one day and he brings in a new friend and they're hanging out and you're not home, you're at work, but your AR-15's out. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a little uh, sketchy. But you trust yeah. everybody in your house. And like Sean trusts everybody in his house because you guys were, you raised your family in a certain way. And that makes sense to me, you know? Oh, 100%. I've always had my guns out, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I've always taught my kids, all treat all weapons as they're, if they're loaded or not. Mm-hmm. And now with these, you know, these massive overhaul of rules and everything, you have to, you have to lock them up. You're required to, by law, to lock these things up. Otherwise, if that gun gets out, let's say my kid comes over and has a bunch of friends, and they take that gun out, and they take it and go shoot somebody, I am just as liable because I did not secure that weapon. And shouldn't you be? Oh, 100%. I agree. I agree. You know, I'll get hate for that. But I agree that, you know, as a responsible gun owner, I should be locking up my weapons, you know, regardless of who's in the house. Sure, I trust everybody in my house. but what if they bring somebody over that I don't know, or I'm not here, or I'm out of work, or I'm gone, and my gun's out, you know what I mean? Can't do that. Can't risk that. So, I mean, I got safes. I got two, three safes. I got locks on every weapon, you know, except for when it's time for me to go to sleep. I unlock a few weapons here, or unlock a few weapons there. I'm not saying that I'm not unlocking 20 or 30, maybe 12, but you never know. You're not telling anybody how many or how few or in what rooms or anything. That's the point. Nobody knows. Adam has a gun. Don't come to his house. I had had two pit bulls, and they used to bark at anybody that came near the house, and all it said was, don't come near this house. Yes, 100%. 100%. If you're you're trying to, (laughs) if you want to come in, guess what? Nope. You think your life. That's the way life is, right? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But if you, you're back to like the point about that, that guy who turned in his gun, you know, I think two things. One, I think the guy was a coward Could know, be. for turning in his gun. You know what I mean? Okay. But the other side of that is like, that was very responsible that he didn't have any means to lock up his gun. And mm-hmm. so he's decided to take that ultimate the ultimate and extreme move by turning it into the to, to the law enforcement. And it would so, have made sense to train your son from an earlier age. Like 100%. Like we've both, like Sean and you suggested is, so the fact that he didn't do that or that his son might not have been the man that his dad hoped to raise, that's a that's a personal family issue. That's not us. And that, that doesn't mean that everybody with a child should turn in their weapons, you know? Right. Exactly. It's like you teach your kids early or, you know, or get a safe until you feel it's a good time to train those kids or you do what that guy did and turn your weapon in, whatever, you know? Exactly. It's all personal choice. I mean, this is America. This is uh, the land of the free and the land of free to make those choices and decisions. And mm-hmm. you should be able to do what you want to do. If you want to turn in your weapon, turn in your weapon. If you want to be a man though, Train your goddamn kids. <laughs> Train your kids. Buy a safe. Anything else like you know, when I was in Chicago and I would hear AR fifteen, I would think of like uh like crimes in in the you know, gang crimes and shootings and stuff and all that. But then I moved down here and we went to a shooting range and I shot like uh a, a little EG, I think it was, and then I the guy down there had like uh an AR and he was like you guys want to shoot it and it changed everything because it isn't this like rapid fire weapon 
unless you make it that way. It's just a single shot, boom, boom, boom. But it has, you know, the power and the gauge and the sight and all the stuff I wanted in a gun so that I, as a legally blind person, could shoot a gun. (laughs) I tried shooting the little pistol. They're like, go ahead and shoot it. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't see the target. (laughs) I I was like, it's a blur, but boom, 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 boom. And they were like, ah, you didn't hit it once. And I was like, yeah, I know. I need a sight and a scope and a laser and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then again, I don't own a weapon because I don't, I'm not trained enough to have, I have a collapsible baton and in Florida, it's a concealed carry. And oh, no shit. So I have to go to concealed carry classes to, to be able to carry my baton. But then I think that opens me up to be able to have a gun because I'll have the training, you know, right. and then yeah. I can bypass everything and the background check. <laughs> that's crazy dude i wonder if it is like that here too i don't know i have no idea but but it'll be interesting to know if i if i can carry my baton or you know i love my baton trust me i love mine (laughs) i love mine too (laughs) it's a good thing to have man well i don't see well and i have to walk through uh a field to get to the grocery store and you know yeah Yeah. zombies with bath salts and you have a collapsible baton bam bam Oh man. So I'm not I'm not against weapons. I'm not against guns. I'm just for people using them better. You know, like like uh I wouldn't want somebody to grab a basketball and just start hurting people with it. You know, right. you're using the basketball incorrectly, you don't deserve a basketball. It's the same thing for me, you know. If you don't know how to chew gum, don't chew gum. You know, hundred percent, dude. The gun is just a tool. Yeah. It's just a tool. I mean, if you don't know how to use a tool, what are you going to do? You're going to go find a manual or you're going to go take some lessons, a class, a course, or, you know, a required certification class to get yeah. this, the, this tool uh, under your belt. That's right. You know what I mean, they require that for a crane, for a crane, you know what I mean? Which I believe is, is 100%, 100% necessary if you're going to operate a crane because you have this giant, massive, yeah weapon basically you know what i mean if you mess up you can damage some things or you could hurt or even possibly kill people with it why not have if anybody if anybody young is looking for a union job the crane guy he gets paid the best and he does nothing but sit in that little air-conditioned thing those are the bigger cranes yes that's true that's very true but i think that you know, for a weapon to, to own a gun like that, you should be going through classes. And, you know, we've already, this is like beating a dead horse and, yeah. and I'll, and I'll continue until I'm blue in the face, you know, get your ass into a class and mm. get certified, learn, and then do the hunter safety course okay. and then go out and practice what you preach. I mean, I got people that I know that constantly set up the, they get courses, they set up and they just go out and shoot or they go out and, and hip fire, hip practice, uh, you know, holstering your weapon, unholstering your weapon, loading your gun, unloading your gun, right. uh, you know, aiming, uh, movement. Uh, it goes it goes on and on. Just practice. It's just like a crane, dude. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I got certified in, in crane operation and I was, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go out in the yard and play. And I set up the crane and I'll, I'll run it around. I'll un- uncradle that big giant <laughs> bastard and and you know, swing it around and move it up and down, make sure there's no leaks and this and that, and then holster back up and then lift up and I'm off ready to go do whatever. You know? Right. 
Yeah. And that's exactly how everybody should be doing with their weapons, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, your knives, your batons, your practice, practice, practice. I mean, because yeah. you never know what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. You never but know no, people be. see people see people with guns doing that, and they think they're just fanatics for practicing. But you did the same thing when you got a car. You got the same thing when you learned how to speak English or tie your shoes. It's repetition. Guitar. Yes. Yes. Repetition, dude. You know. Yes. And I would yeah. say that more people have ruined lives with poor guitar play than ever with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. More than so, more so than weapons. Dude, don't get up here and play no shitty Nirvana cover. Come oh on. My God, I just listened to one of those today. I was like, what is this? It's elevator music, you know? Oh, God, dude. It's like, and I don't, I, like, I think Nirvana was, because we, we talked about this off the air. We both hate Nirvana, but I don't like Nirvana because I think he's a quitter. You know, like he was great, but then he never wanted anybody to hear it. And then he gave up and quit. Like, yeah, I, I can't respect somebody that th- I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't Dave do Grohl. that. Oh, go Dave Grohl for surviving. You know what I mean? Yep. No, <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. You know, dude, you know, I, it took me a while to listen to, you know, thinking about Grohl. I don't know I, when hold that whole I don't want to say it's necessarily a suicide. I don't want to necessarily dive into that controversy or that conspiracy, right. but the death when, of a, yeah, great, when a great singer and a great guitarist and a great person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had his own demons he was battling, but when Cobain was, you know, that whole thing went down. Like I remember like that day, you know, hearing about it. I was like, you know what? Fuck nirvana i was so pissed at nirvana i could and to this day i still can't listen to nirvana because yeah. man i was so mad that all of a sudden he just like you know took his life and mm-hmm. whether it be addiction or whether it be the conspiracy whether it be whatever the deal was he was just not there to make that music anymore right you know what i mean and i remember taking all his pictures down i remember taking all the cds and throwing all the cds away i remember all the shirts right. i had everything signed because they used to play the capitol theater and and all this shit, dude, that I just like, you know what? Nope, no more. No more. Right. Gone. Goodbye. And to this day, it's like, you know, you, I, I just can't. I just can't listen to it. I mean, there's, you know, I have such great memories to listen to all their stuff. Like, you know, I rebuilt the 350 for my Camaro, a Camaro, bro. And we, 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 we took it for the test run and we put in Nirvana and the territorial <laughs> pissings. And we're all screaming in the back and we're just cruising, right. you know? And it just brings good memories, but at the same time, it's just like, fuck, man, we're not going to have any more Nirvana. You know what I mean? That's just it. And I was upset with that. Yeah. And so when Grohl came out with his music, I was just like real hesitant to listen to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's cool. And then, you know, it just kind of hit. It's like, oh, cool. He's, he's, He's forged his own path, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a good thing, you know? Oh, I like surviving. I, I supported it because I liked like Monkey Wrench and Everlong and you know yeah. that that got me through and then it was like walk and run and I was like well at least he looks happy and then he did like Pretender and I was yeah. like this song is like awesome this is yeah. this is like a perfect song to me you know yeah yeah and everything after I mean you know you see him uh, I see I kept seeing him pop up on Chelsea Handler I yeah. kept seeing him pop up on you know, hosting you know different shows and he the guy was funny as hell yeah he's a goofball yeah he's funny and then he did that thing with uh, all those musicians with the 
Dua Lipa and fucking all these other no names that are, well, they're probably big names, but like, you know, singing on, you know, whatever it was they were doing. And it was like, oh, damn, dude, that's, you know, that's Grohl, dude. That's Dave Grohl. All right. He's bringing a bunch of people together. Cool. All right. Yeah. It's like the Lionel Richie of our day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a great musician. Great. You know, he's a good, great singer. He's a great drummer. I mean, yeah. all right, dude. All right, Dave Grohl. I see you. I see you. I see you. Know? I'd love to have him on a show. We got three That'd podcasts, awesome. and I would put him on any of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Dave Grohl was talking about the state of the world, bro. Yeah. What are you thinking? You know? Yeah, that's what yeah. I want to know. I want to talk to famous people just about life. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah, great. You got you got all your career. You got your music. You got your art. Whatever. Great. That's fantastic. But what about life? You know? Yeah, because you know, like. When, when Dave Grohl's at home and nobody's there or he has his family there or whatever, it's mm-hmm. not like he's Dave Grohl's superstar where he's walking around singing and, you know, doing interviews. He's just Dave. And what, yeah, we all go through shit like that, you know? Yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, that, I think that the whole transition, you know, you know, it makes me think of the whole transition from coming back from a being out every weekend playing music and you just you know going getting through the week just to play that weekend gig or that you know the two weekend gigs or three weekend mm-hmm. gigs or whatever it is he had and then coming back to like being a normal person yeah that whole transition is is sketchy you know real hard mm-hmm. you know especially if you party hard or you know what's that like for somebody big you know what i mean do they right you know do they drink do they party all night all weekend or they just like you know what maintain that whole work ethic and just go through it you know yeah answer that question for us mr dave Grohl. (laughs) have you ever heard the stone sour song xyz Mm, possibly it's it's just like that you know the guy that's on the road and he comes home but he has to go on the road again and now he's getting used by record labels and stuff. And he's like, I just want to go home, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude, you know? And I thought about that. I was like, yeah, what is that guy? What's he like on his downtime, you know? Didn't you always want to know what Jim Morrison was like like on his downtime? If yes. Yeah, you, know, you know? Yes, that guy was, you know, brilliant, you know? Absolutely 100% brilliant. What was he like outside of music? What was he like just... Right. Was just laying about buck ass naked with the leather jeans on and <laughs> right. you know just fucking writing all the time or just you know yeah. smoking whatever whatever what was he doing what was he like you know i want to know i want to know that about everybody except the kardashians you know what i mean hey yeah you know, i don't want to know shit about the kardashians their shit's all over the place you know one thing i saw about those guys you know speaking of uh gary holt has a brand yeah a brand of shirt that's uh it's fantastic. It's called uh, the Kill the Kardashian shirt. I don't know if you've seen that. I did not see it, but yeah, we're still fantastic. waiting. Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I, you know, we were watching, uh, so I can't remember, E! News or some bullshit or TMZ or I don't, you know, one of those re- reliable news sources. Right. <laughs> and they were showing, you know, they, every, you know, the Kardashians were throwing their toilet paper in the fucking trees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Way to flaunt your wealth, motherfuckers. You know? Seriously, yeah. come on! We right. have people up here who are combat, combat ready, going into Costco trying to get a, a bag of toilet paper. Here you got assholes out there throwing shit on the trees, flooding them. <laughs> Look at right. me! Really, really? Nope. <laughs> you know they they just showed me that like I see this country as Hulu, right? Like we all subscribe to Hulu, 
but mm-hmm. some of us get hulu plus and some of us get hulu plus gold you know like the movies that we see in the theater are the movies that stars watched last year right you know what i mean yeah. and it's like i don't I, I just don't like that so i try not to support things like that that's yeah. all that's not a bad that's not a bad outlook i mean mm-hmm. i'm not mad i'm not mad at that at all I mean, congratulations to your successes, you know, but if you're not using your successes to, to help others, then it's, it's worthless. Like I always thought Jay-Z always talks about the hood. What with all his wealth, why isn't he making affordable housing? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why isn't he going back and making neighborhood by neighborhood better? Why isn't he making a group of rappers from that area that are just making it better yeah yeah that's kind of like you know like like nipsey hustle man before he was killed he was you know given back to his community you know what i mean mm-hmm. he, he was given back to his community i think a lot of them try and i think a lot of them get criticized for it yeah. but nipsey hustle was doing it you know what i mean and you and hear a lot him of don't talk about it you know what i mean Exactly. They're just humble in their words and yeah. and loud in their actions. Yeah. And that's those are the hard people to find. You know what I mean? That's why I want to talk to 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 people like YG, who is from the streets, you know, from, yeah. from City of Compton and 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 his whole movements and you know, and yeah. Dwayne Wade is another guy that does a lot a of work. Too. A lot of good work, you know. And I don't I'm not a basketball guy, but I, the only thing I know about him is, and Charles Barkley, dude, that guy changed my mind with one statement. I want to talk to that guy. So, you know, he was on the stage once and he's like, it's not black and white anymore. It's green and red. Either you have money or you don't, you can't trust, you know, every black person, you can't trust every white person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just blown away by that. I was like, he's right. You know, I don't know why I'm fighting with my, my black neighbor. I don't know why he's worried about me. He earns more than I do. (laughs) Exactly. You know? And so we always got, I always got along with my neighbors because of that, because I don't, it is, I'm poor too. You're poor too. You know, we would like, Mm -hmm. I would go to Costco and then I would bring up some stuff that I had. I was like, I didn't realize that I ordered, you know, 1200 nutrition bars would you like half of them you know and then they would bring me stuff like hey you know we just got pizza they sent us a second one did you want one and i'd be like awesome dude that's good man community looking out for each other man that's like you don't find that anymore man i mean i live in a neighborhood now where nobody talks to anybody really you know i mean i got one neighbor who who just lost their father like you know a couple months back yeah and you know, we just recently started talking. I've been here almost three years now. You know, I mean, two, three years. It takes and tragedy, right? Exactly. You know. Yeah. And you know, it's it, but you don't see. And I, I every time I, oh, oh, there's one lady who lives like literally half a block away from me, and I was out because like my hours are all jacked up anyway. So I'm out. I got a gun in my on my hip because you know I just you know I just yeah. carry a gun because if you can, you should. I believe in the, in the second amendment rights. Anyways, uh, walking around, I was all of a sudden, I'm like looking over and I kind of like peeked over at her and she kind of peeked over at me and she was standing on the light and all of a sudden she flashes. I thought she, was, I thought she flashed a titty at me, but it wasn't, it was actually a gun. <laughs> right. So I walked over to her and I started talking to her. I'm like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, 
while I was patrolling the neighborhood, she said, let's take a walk. Nice. And so now I got a buddy late at night that her and I, she may be, you know, she mm -hmm. may be close to like 300 years old, maybe, maybe older, yeah, you know, nice. you know, but you know what? We're patrolling the neighborhood, walking around. Right. You know? I got you. Know. You know, I was at the, the store the other day and you know how they have those like pylons in front of the store so that a truck can't run into them. There yeah. was this, there was this like little old black guy and he was just holding on to it and shaking and, and I looked over at him and like 10 people walked around me to go into the store and I walked over and I was like, did you need help? And he was like, thank you. You know, so yeah. I got him, I helped him to the autom automated scooter and I was like, you're going to be okay. And he's like, you know what? Three months ago, I had a stroke in this very spot. And that Ooh. was the scariest thing to do was to walk those 10 feet. Thank you very much. You know, and yeah, I yes, asked, dude, I almost cried. I was like, pay attention to your surroundings, people, because you can make a difference just by being yourself, you know? Yeah, be it, be it small or big, dude. You never know. Yeah. You don't know what anybody else is going through. Right. You know? I just wish people would just at least offer. I told yeah. my friend, the, the offer you know somebody isn't going to take is the easiest offer to make because it's still genuine and uh -huh. you're not putting yourself out. Like I could say, hey, Adam, you come here, all expenses paid, you know, because I know you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but am I or I am I not? <laughs> I don't think. But maybe that's my point is there's. Yeah. If you walk past somebody and they have a cart full of food and you're like, hey, did you need help? And they say, no, you feel better about yourselves, but they feel better about their community. And mm -hmm. that's yeah. how easy it is to me. I don't understand. Yeah, it's small, man. Some, simple, small gestures. You don't see those anymore. You don't, you know, opening doors, you know, simple, stupid things that people just seem to forget, you know, that, yeah. you know, I personally am trying to instill into my son, you know, hey, you're going to be a gentleman because being a gentleman is rare, you know? Yeah hold open doors don't fucking cuss as much yeah well <laughs> you know but you know the little things you know offer help you know say please say thank you uh can i can i get that for you it's just little tiny things you know re remind people that we're still human you know yeah. still and human at the end of the day if you if you need something selfish to take away from it I'm I'm like 49 and those memories i have of being an asshole or being a nice guy are what that's what I think about. That's what I wake up at too at night and stuff is mm -hmm. how could I have been a better person? Not how could I have been a worse person? You know? yeah, exactly. It's like, what could I have done differently, man? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, man. That's good. What else is going on with you? Mm, I'm working. Yeah. Just working. Yeah. You're back to work. How cool is that? Yeah. That, that was, I love it, man. I mean, my first day back and we were, uh, you know, running crane. I was running crane, you know, because we have to six feet away from each other. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm one of those type of dudes. I walk up to you. Hey, man, high five, you know, give you the bro hug. How you yeah. doing, man? Everything good? Cool. You know? Yeah. And, and now it's just like nod your head. Hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Six feet away, asshole. And I I, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. But, you know, back back to work and we're okay. Nice. All right. Okay. And you're getting into a schedule. We got Adam has a beard going. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. 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 That's it. it we need more before. episodes. You know what I mean? That's where we're driving at to get more listens. We need more episodes. Yeah. That's exactly true. I've been reaching out to people too. and trying to see if I can't get them in here. I, I want to talk to a couple of different guys. Uh, Eli, 
my boy Eli, you know, he's a he's a guitar player, lead singer for uh, Violent Hallucinations. And is that who and, we just uh, listened to? Um, that was Matt Eisman. Okay. And that guy, we need to get on here as well. And I would like to talk to him about the world, you Not know, the world problems, world life, you know, whatever. It's uh, he, yeah. that guy's fantastic too. We could yeah. always do a, like a 10 minutes of music on here and then add it like I did to the last. I, I told uh, Murdy and Parkway, I was like, hey, so when I moved all the Adam episodes over to Adam Has a Beard's feed and off of my feed, your episode didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what I did was I moved it over to the countdown because I honestly think you guys will appreciate being in that, you know, in that venue better, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I still have it. I can put it in like a best of episode because Renee didn't make it either. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was good. It was kind of like, you know, whatever. Well, I think that was like one of the first shotgun episodes I want to call it. Just like, boom, let's bring that person in. Boom, talk. That was your test. I did that to you on purpose. And I was but, like, uh, but it wasn't an hour conversation like you wanted. And Meridian Parkway wasn't an hour like you wanted. So I, you know, I figure yeah, we'll yeah. throw those in. I have a bunch of content that we haven't used yet, you know. Yeah, that's perfect, man. That's that's absolutely perfect. Yeah, but yeah, we need to bring in Matt Eisman. We need to bring Eli Hoyland in. Yeah. I want to bring in Drew Peterson. Uh, Drew Peterson works for um, for Microsoft, Xbox in particular. And he is a musician. He's been a great friend of mine for such a long time. Oh, my got so many funny stories with that dude. Uh, and then Troy Rimstead. I want to get huh? Sean back. Sean? Yeah, I want to get Sean Jarvis back. Yeah, I want to bring Sean back. I want to bring in Zach in. And he Sean wants to ask questions to, to Zach. And, you know, yeah. how awesome would that be, you know? I mean, because I, I kind of ended it with, like, confrontational with Sean, but I don't feel that way about him. I have a lot of respect for him. So I want him back yeah. so I can at least talk to him and show him that I do. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think we should, you know, bring in another episode with him and, and expand. I mean, you know, he's going through a little bit of a time right now, too. I mean, he's he just got laid off from the county, you know. And, wow. yeah, we were talking, his county is super small, you know. Yes. It's on the coast. It's right. tiny. There's not very much funding. There's not very much people. And, and it just sucks that he had to go. But when he left, he just put out this heartfelt, you know, thank you to to the community nice. you know, and it wasn't like you know fuck i'm fuck this and he was just like you know what i appreciate the opportunity and i thank everybody and i wish everybody good luck and he named all these people and i was just like that is amazing yeah you know those people will see that and will be very 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 humbled mm. and very grateful that they worked with a guy like that you know who's you know and probably give him the opportunity to come back too you know yeah so we need to bring him in and we need to have a conversation with him see how he's doing. Yeah. Well, when I was listening back to the audio, I realized that your plan was like Sean to be here and me to be more of a producer. And I was like, that would be what I want. You know, that's what Adam yeah. wants. Like yeah. Sean and Adam interviewing other people. Like, uh, yeah, you want to do interview the governor of, or the future governor of <laughs> Washington yeah. State right i think you and sean should be doing that because you're yep. the natives i you i don't have any input on how washington runs its state i really just don't yeah yeah i think it'll be fantastic I, I think that we should uh you know definitely toss that idea towards him or i can just see you text him whatever and say hey man here's the situation let's do this yeah you thinking? and i think he would be okay with you know he's got himself uh upgraded his mic so i think he'd be down for it 
that's what I wanted to know if he's white yeah. ready, white ready yeah. or not. And oh, I wanted yeah. to say, I've been trying to figure out a way to say this. So like on SoundCloud, Public Access America only follows podcasts. And we do that because we have this auto tweet to where if one of our followers tweets a new episode, we promote it on Twitter. And so, wait, where was I going with that? We promote it on Twitter. And, but I wanted to say, I want to talk to podcasters about life, just like you do, you know, because they're microphone ready. That was always my dream with the unsigned countdown was that, yeah, musicians all have microphones. Why the fuck they don't use them during interviews? I don't know, but they all have them, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dang, man. So, yeah, but that's my little rant on that. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Man, people are like listening to the unsigned countdown, our back catalog, like crazy. We're getting like thousands of listens a day at the unsigned countdown on Spotify awesome. and Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we need to get, uh, we need to put out that, uh, whatever it is that we can to the group, all of ours, you know, the unsigned countdown, the, yeah. you know, Adam has a beard, Atian's. Uh, yeah. Know, I wonder podcast. what he's doing. You know what I did to him? Because, I didn't want him to be slowed down by me giving him information he didn't need or, you know, so I, what I did was I just said, here's how you, here's how you start your podcast, you know, get it, make a Gmail account, you know, make a SoundCloud account, make an episode, put it up on SoundCloud, add it to iTunes here. You know what I mean? So I gave him all the information. I was like, I don't want to slow you down. If you need help with any of those areas though, yeah, I'll, I'm here to help you. But honestly, those guys are better audio producers than I am. And mm. I, so for them to send me their audio so I could butcher it and then they could say, oh, I don't like that. And I could redo it. And you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, those guys are musicians. They know auto, audio tones way better than I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> but they're still they part of the family. I can't wait for them to get their podcast going so they can be a part of our family. Because my hope is to like, if we get one guest, we can have it on four shows or five shows once we get going, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we should fucking see what Sean's doing right now, man. See if he wants to join us. Yeah. you fucking cool. While you That's do excellent. that, I will. I set something up so I could look so I wouldn't have to guess. So let's see. While you're looking for Sean... So the other day, we did this great episode on Public Access America. We got some UC Berkeley audio of Ask a Scientist. And what they did was was they got like um, all these scientists in a room and they asked them all these questions like, what is dark matter? Or why does bleach work? Or why do ants have antennas? And all these really just cool questions. And the scientists didn't say, you know, bleach does this they say well first let's let's talk about what color is and you know and it's the such such a cool episode it's about an hour and i think that's kind of cool and i love that episode and a lot of people have apparently and then wait that was wednesday and then on thursday we went ahead and we did uh criminal justice 101 from yeah and it's it's really cool because it tells you the basics of what to expect if if you're in a court case, but not only that, if you're the victim and somebody else is going through the court case, what you can expect, like um, restraining orders and what the new names are they and what, 
you're going to go through court and this is going to happen, but this is going to happen and then they're going to do this. And so it's a really great episode if you wanted to learn about that. And then, and then next, wait, just yesterday, we put up uh, wedge politics. I wanted to talk about wedge politics because it's what like divides us. It's like, uh, hey, I'm American, but you're Mexican, right? Or I'm American, we're American, but I'm blind, right? And, but then it turned into this whole thing. And I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, but I want to say it, Dr. Z. Nicolazzo. He does this. He just talks about trans from a transgender perspective. It's almost like the wedge politic of transgender and being transgender. But what's so weird about it is if you're oppressed in any way, if you're poor, as you think the system is on you and down on you, you can relate to this guy and you can relate to his episode because he's just, he's transgenders are like the form, the form of epitome, the epitome of um, abuse in the country, right? Like all that stuff. And so I just think it's really cool what you can take away for it, that maybe we should start living our lives um, heading towards what makes us happy and not living our lives based on what we don't like. And I thought right. really cool. And then, yeah. And then today I'm editing something for domestic abuse so that people know where to go, what to do, what it is. And it covers financial situations, credit scores, how to fix all of that. If you're a man or a woman that has been the victim of domestic abuse. And I like covering those topics on public access America. You know what I, I mean? think that's really awesome that you have that, that <clears throat> excuse me, that broad, broad sense of what you can copy, can cover and, right. and how to share it. That's, you know, it's, all that know, stuff is important. The thing is, is like the information's out there, but what I think is that there's like, like people talk about the division in race and they talk about the division in money, but I think there's a division in education. And I, don't, I just don't think that like the kid that lives next door, perhaps, like, I don't think he knows that he can learn this stuff. I don't think a do domestic violence abuse woman or man has the time to research this stuff and can do it like and can do it yeah and so if it's here on a podcast and so we cover we covered dementia once because my parents had dementia but it helped the whole family because it was an episode that we all listened to and we were all on the same page about you know mm -hmm. so i just think that stuff is neat but I think it's awesome. Adam, Adam has a beard is real conversations. And that's so I really love this because I feel like I'm hiding like the Wizard of Oz in public access America. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And you need to get some of that information out, man. That's the point of this. That's the yeah. whole point of we even starting this thing, dude. Sure, we're going to laugh. Sure, we're going to talk shit. Sure, we're going to. But, you know, if we can, if somebody can learn something or go to someplace and we're able to direct them there yeah. and they can learn something, you know, then I think that's, that's cool. the point. That's I mean, because have this place. Like we covered the women's marches. We did some of the women's marches speeches and stuff. And if you look at the stats on SoundCloud, suddenly one day I looked and I saw like a listen from Afghanistan. And I was like imagining that that listener in Afghanistan, like um, it, he pirated it, like somehow broke the law to listen to it. And what they heard from America was like women 
they're united, you know, and they want their freedoms that you're not even imagining exist. And like that right. person suddenly going on with life going, no, life in America is awesome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they learn something. Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, we did, we did an episode on string theory. And for like the first 20 minutes, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. But then in the last 20 minutes, I was like, Oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> Holy shit. You mean I could be smart enough to understand string theory? And that shit blows me away, you know? Yeah, totally, man. If it's broke down enough, man, you can you can understand anything. You know? But it doesn't, Somebody... it doesn't matter if you understand string theory because the next episode is about human rights and the next episode is about Obama and, you know, the next episode's James Baldwin. So you just, yeah. I'm hoping people go, well, that feels good. That feels right to me. I'm going to explore that more, you know? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, I always like to say this to, you know, to people who ask me why, why I even consider starting a podcast, or hey, you have a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's like I think we're all sons of Rogan. You know, yeah. Joe Rogan had his podcast, and it was a long form talk podcast, and it's yeah. three hours plus, depends on what he's talking about, whatever. Right. And then, you know, I, I remember listening to everything he had to say and all these you know, different people, all these scientists or all these doctors or all these hunters or all these wrestlers or, you know, right. or, or you know, governors or MMA artists, mm -hmm. you know, or musicians, you know, he had, you know, um, made a James Keenan and James Hatfield on there. And, yeah. and I always thought to myself, I was like, man, you know, how, how can I get on to something like that? And, and one episode he was talking to, Oh, I can't remember who it was exactly, but he was like, you should start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Sure. You should start a podcast. You should start a podcast. Get yeah. that information out there. I mean, if you got something to say, you know, why'd you say it? Exactly. And, and look at this guy. Hey, Sean. <laughs> What's going down, amigo? I heard you upgraded your microphone. I'm dying to hear it. Hello. Hey, boys. <laughs> it's gone down, homie. Uh, not much. I was actually just uh, rototilling the garden, getting ready to plant the uh, the, the uh, starts that we have. Nice, nice, dude. Like what? Uh, let's see. The boys wanted to do some kind of peas. We got some beans, uh, carrots, uh, mm. onions, mm. potatoes, some other stuff like that. I love mm. all of it. Yeah, hell yeah. And it's on your own farm, dude. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you're using dangerous pesticides and stuff, right? Uh, actually, pesticide-free. I've, I've got my own own rototiller, some gardening equipment that gets all the, the weeds that grow. So, yeah. So by your own rototiller, you mean your kids are out there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet. They're, uh, they actually just woke up, I think. Uh, my oldest one just woke up. Nice. Get his get some boots on, son. It's time to to strap up and go to work. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, so dude, I uh I always tried to, you know, we were just talking about you earlier and how, you know, now that you're not working for the county, uh, we were talking about acts of humanity and your your letter, your thanking the the, the county for the for your your time there, man. I think I was you know, I think people forget to do little things like that, you know what I mean? agreed yeah yeah for sure uh you know it's much appreciated that they they took the time to hire me and you know things are out of their control at this time and you know budgets are budgets you gotta have money and so 
Yep. It's completely understandable. It's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, I'm working on my master's degree, so there, there are going to be jobs out there for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about, uh, let me ask you this, just, just right out the gate, right, right out, right out of the barrel of that new, uh, new AR pistol that I built and I showed you this whole Inslee Lauren Culp situation. What do you think about all this? You think that Culp's got a chance? Oh, absolutely. He's grassroots. You know, he was a police chief. Uh, he was a businessman in construction, I believe, if I heard correctly, uh, near the Tacoma area. Uh, you know, this is somebody that uh, this state needs, um, as opposed to the current administration. You know, they've had their chance. Uh, in my perspective, it hasn't really worked out in the favor of the people, uh, the majority of the people. Um, so I, I wish him the best of luck and he's definitely getting some good exposure. Uh, he's definitely putting boots on grounds, getting signs out there and stuff like that. So hopefully, hopefully people are paying attention to what, uh, he's saying and, you know, what he's got on his agenda. I, I think it would be good for this state. A nice change. Yeah. A real nice swift change, dude. I mean, we see, we see the demise. I mean, I don't know when the last time you was, you were in Olympia, but we used to have one centralized location that we called the um, the landfill or the dump, basically. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And now we have various locations, downtown Olympia, underneath overpasses, on the side of the freeways. We just got these massive conglomeration of garbage. You know what I mean? Just garbage everywhere. Do you think that Lauren Culp, excuse me, Chief Lauren Culp, has this plan that might might help us you know uh you know i i think he's definitely got something in his mind that that it may it's not gonna you're not gonna snap your fingers and change it in one day of course i mean that that's impossible to have that kind of expectations but i i think it would be a good step forward in the future of actually making uh progress in the state of washington to you know help the homeless problem you know it's it's huge and uh i think the current administration and maybe even the past administrations before that have kind of just said oh you know homelessness is homelessness we're gonna allow it uh you know i i've got a couple buddies that work for the olympia pd and uh not most recently but in the past i know they've been kind of really hands off of the homeless problem they they can't touch it you know the, the politicians yeah. don't want it to be touched they just they move the camps elsewhere i know that they did a big clean i was just in olympia a couple of weeks ago and uh they locked down some uh overpasses under the bridge they cleaned that up but just mm -hmm. right down the road by martin martin way you got <laughs> tent city that moved over there so we're, we're moving trash and we're placing it elsewhere we're not we're not yeah. fixing the issue you know uh Tiny homes are available now, you know, uh, city's got county, state, whatever, they have some money, let's let's set aside some land and let's get these people back uh, on their feet towards jobs, uh, you know, let them pick up trash, give, give them some kind of an incentive, you know, uh, opioid addiction, you know, it's, it's a huge thing, There there's yeah. some resources there and uh, I think uh, Chief Culp's going to have some great plans for that because he's seen, he's seen one one side of it where you know he's a police officer he's arresting them 
yep. uh, stuff like that. But we also want these people to succeed later on in life. You know, people make mistakes. So, you know, they're forced into homelessness. They use uh, certain things for outlets that are illegal. Uh, you know, unfortunately, needles are in use. So needles just get kind of thrown out through the community in Olympia and uh, elsewhere. And it's, you know, I don't want my kids stepping on needles, stuff like that. And I, I don't want anybody stepping on needles. So yeah, uh, I, I think he's got a pretty good vision. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see changes immediately. Uh, you know, things cost money. Uh, yeah, budget state budgets kind of kind of gonna be in the uh, oops get a phone call here hang on one second <laughs> that actually actually what's funny is uh, I just bought a new gun uh, I just did my background check sheet yesterday I'm hoping that's the thing that said hey come pick up your gun uh, nice yeah so yeah I think uh <clears throat> Chief Culp's got a plan, but I, I don't think like right when he gets into office, we're going to see huge changes. But I think if we give him a chance and we're going to see progress and that's that's what the state of Washington needs is some progress towards a, a, a in means of a goal. And I, I think he has those goals in mind. Yeah, I think he does. I mean, he's he's a very well-spoken individual. I mean, everything I've been watching on him, he's, you know, his interaction with people, his interaction with the public, uh, his interaction with, you know, the the law enforcement, his interaction, his basic interactions. I mean, I, I just think, you know, think that they're very admirable. They're um, not necessarily calculated. I think it just comes natural. You know what I mean? And that's something. we oh, need. Absolutely. We don't, we don't need a robot. Um, you know, governor Inslee uh, just watching a couple of his uh, stay at home order speeches, whatever you want to call them. It's very, I, I don't think he's a great public speaker based off of what I've seen, you know, uh, police officers, you know, we're talking, you're talking in the community, stuff like that. You're just, you're talking to anybody and everybody. So you get that natural speaking uh, in, in the public. So you don't need to force it like you're a robot or anything like that. It just, it just comes natural. Yeah. Yeah. Just get out there and have a conversation. You know, we're all people, you know, I think he puts his pants on one leg at a time. I mean, um, I don't. I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see a little bit of a, you know, natural communication, but it's, it's, it's real difficult. And people ask me, and I was like, well, is it the fact that you hate Inslee or what is it that I don't like? And I'm like, my response is always somewhat uh, along the lines of, you know, I don't dislike the guy. I just don't like the way he's handling the whole situation. I mean, you know, causing the, the giant rift between him and the, and the president, regardless who the president is, you shouldn't be, you should be working and hopefully, you know, working together to, to reopen a state or reopen you know, politics to reopen these small businesses that are being crushed. You know what I mean? These unemployment benefits that are just being denied left and right and being questioned and being put on hold. I mean, somebody has to have an answer. I don't, you're right. Uh, Culp might not have the means to implement these things right away, but progress is the key that you, you said. Progress. You know, somebody there who's going to be an active, an active force to you know implement hey let's, let's let's start speaking up for the people you know culp has that answer i think you know 
And I, I think absolutely, yeah. I think what's interesting is that it should be more state by state. They keep saying there needs to be a national overview effort, but I really think it's the same with the firearms. Is that it? How you address it in Washington isn't the same as how you address it in New York, and there might be 100%. some standards, but it should really you should customize the settings based on that. Yeah, regardless of where where the origin of this virus. I yeah. mean, where was the first place here in Washington? Correct. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the whole, it's the whole, how we handle it state by state individually. Hey, let's work together or let's move, get out of office and let somebody figure that out. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. my point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's frustrating, but it, it's, it's like, he's trying or maybe he's not trying. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm blind to the, the whole concept of, of governor, but it seems like he's trying to protect all of us. Sure, you know, wear masks, wash your hands, do this and that, you know, things that we're already trying to do. And but adding the masks now going out in public, you know, Costco's already got the, the rule in place where you have to wear a mask. And you got, mm -hmm. you know, little mom and pop shops. I was turned away from a store the other day because I didn't have a mask on. I'm like, all right, wow. I just my beard over my face. And guess what? You know, now I got a mask. No, not good enough. I'm gonna go pick up a mask, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I it's just sure he's trying okay all right well let's put in a little bit more effort how about saving these businesses these small businesses these mom and pop shops i mean we we got to go to the big stores now just to buy all our shit we can't go to the little corner store we can't go to you know uh get a haircut we can't go to dentist go to a dentist you can't even go to a damn dentist yet man. seriously you know yeah What's, yeah what is the action here man i mean let, let me ask you something if he said, go ahead and go where you want, would you feel safe enough to do that? That is, that's the other side of the coin. I don't know if I would feel safe enough. I, I personally, maybe, but I would wear my precaution. I would wear my glove or not my gloves, but my mask. Yeah. I have to do that at work. I have to wear gloves. I have to wear safety goggles and a mask. Why would I not just carry that over and okay, well, I'm going to guess I'm going to go get a haircut. How am I going to do this? You know? Right. Going to the dentist, you know, they're going to wear start wearing full full body PPE. You do you know? need? But do you need Jay Inslee to say, "Hey, protect yourself"? Is there is there people in Washington that are so stupid that they look up at the sky and drowned when it rains because Jay Inslee didn't tell them to close their mouths? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's possible, man. It's possible. I'm gonna, I can't say no. I can't say no, dude, because it's possible. There's there's uh, there's people like you know myself and Sean who are who are open to the things that are happening right now in Washington State and we see what's going on and we question it, but we don't necessarily step over the bounds where we're going to go enact violence on it. You know what I mean? Well, Florida opened its beaches, but that doesn't mean I'm at the beach. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's all. I'm yeah, because yeah. I'm not stupid enough. To yeah, we. I mean. Water. <laughs> just got to be cautious i think uh, yeah. you know it is it is a very contagious virus um mm -hmm. you know the fatality rate is extremely low um yeah. but it is highly highly contagious so that's something that we are gonna have to mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 gonna have to be you gotta use caution you don't it's common sense yeah like you say you, you shouldn't need a governor of a state to say hey you right. have to do this like uh yeah hey mask prevent this gloves prevent this uh right. you know protection it's just like hey that's a loud noise i should wear hearing protection hmm. exactly you know 
Yep. My cousin Jesse said, Hey, if you're required to wear a hard hat because that's practice, why would you not just, you know, wear a mask? You know, just do that. If that's what you want to go do, that's what you protect yourself, you know? Yeah. Shout but out to Jesse. What, what everybody has said is that the masks prevent me from spitting on you. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. why I wear a mask. So if I don't talk, then I'm not even doing anything. You know what I mean? I, all I do is I put my stuff on the register, stand behind that plexi thing and put my card in and say, thank you and leave. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not spitting on anybody. And I, masks, I don't know where to find masks. Where am I supposed to buy masks? On Amazon for $200 each? I'm not doing it, you know? Or find somebody to make you some. Like I got my, you know, I have my bedazzle to cover my doesn't cover my beard though and then of course i got another one that another friend of mine has made yeah hell yeah look at this stars yeah. and stripes son wow. like american that. flag one i yeah, like it yeah, dude you know uh, I... got the kids uh marvel action figures hell yeah dude i got i got my special one right here look at this <laughs> remember like a year ago when if you put that stuff on it meant you were about to rob whatever yeah. you were walking into <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird to see everybody now. You're like, yeah. you walk in. I walked back into Lowe's because, like, that's where they kicked me out. Uh, I walked into Lowe's and everybody's wearing a mask. And I'm like looking at everybody and I'm watching. The first thing I do when I see masks is like, I look at everybody's hands, their waists. Are what's do they have a gun on them? What, right. what exactly? <laughs> you know? So I don't know, man. It's such a weird situation that we're in right now. Yeah, it is. But yeah, more power to the people, though. You know, yeah. Culp, come save yeah. us, man. Come save us. Yes. Come goddamn podcast. Let's talk some. Let's talk some stuff. You yeah. know? Anybody, anybody from the Culp campaign, if they want to join us, uh, just look at your Twitter because I just sent you a message. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out, man. Come on out. Yeah, we, we welcome all conversation. We we're not here to roast Culp by no means. I don't. I don't want to even spend time roasting Inslee. Honestly, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're Inslee, he's okay. You know, he, he puts on. He, good front you know he's obviously got a you know he's probably a puppet somehow some way shape or form you know oh for sure yeah he's got he's got some money lying in his pockets somewhere somebody's lining those pockets 100 percent. yeah you know it's it's at the cost of uh the citizens of washington for the most part you know like i said he's had his chance i i i don't think he's a bad person uh so to speak, but he's had his chances, governor, and it's it's time to put some fresh blood in there. Somebody that's looking out for the uh, citizens of Washington. And I think uh, mm, yeah. Mr. Culp is definitely uh, well on his way to showing that he's willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, if Pete Carroll lost you guys twelve seasons in a row, would you just get a new coach eventually, or what? You know? Oh, take it easy. This is this is Carroll <laughs> we're talking about, bro. I mean, if bro. Marshawn, if Marshawn's not performing, he's out the door, right? Oh, take it easy, bro. This is the beast we're talking about, bro. What do you got going on here? Who side are you on? You guys just got Greg Olson. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, get some. He was a bear. I loved him, and now he's like a tight end, you know? Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I hope they use him correctly because they did not use Jimmy Graham correctly. I'm a, I'm a Saints fan, and right Whoa. he went to the seahawks and, well i'm a seahawks fan too okay all right i was gonna say well i'm a steelers but, fan uh, as well <laughs> everybody yeah, has i mean teams, you know everybody I, has i'm from teams. mississippi so you know i've been with the saints since since i was born and they sucked for a really really long time until they got drew Brees <laughs> yes, and they did. uh you know so but i'm definitely a seahawks fan as well so yeah we'll see uh what mr olsen brings to the table i'm hoping they use 
I'm exactly, dude. And see that that brings the, the whole the whole concept of of cult into the government is new blood into a system. Yeah. Can it improve it? Drew Brees did it. Russell Wilson did it because I was an anti Seahawks. I was an anti Seahawks for a very long time. Yeah. I hated hated Hasselbeck. Hated Hasselbeck. Yeah. He did nothing but just disappointing season after season after season after season. Regardless mm-hmm. of Mike Holmgren's action, I mean, he was a great coach. And you know what? They they he got hurt. Do you remember? Do you remember the game where 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 Hasselbeck got hurt and then they put in Seneca Wallace, and he took off like a gazelle and just took off and scored. I was like, wait, wait, wait. what just happened here? New blood. <laughs> Did anybody else see this? And everybody's like, oh yeah, that was just a fluke. And then he kept doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden Hasselbeck comes back in and, and loses a bunch of games for us. And it's like, God dang it. <laughs> then the whole transition. And then, then all of a sudden I started noticing that Carol came in. Pete Carroll came in. New blood. New blood came in. Then all of a sudden it was Matt Flynn. Everybody's like, oh, he is the man. And I'm like, okay. All right. Back up to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Okay. Whatever. I remember that. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they got that kid, Russell Wilson. And then they put him in in the preseason because they always put in the new blood in the mm-hmm. preseason and all of a sudden oh he's a starting quarterback and i'm like wait what yeah. hell yes and that was our <laughs> run for the super bowl dude you know new blood changes everything and and you know what saints fan or not you know I, yeah. i'm not going to say anything bad about the saints dude because you're right drew Brees brought it brought that whole team up brought the city up you know what i mean and they yeah. had great coaching too. They got great coaching. Oh, great Sean, coaching. Sean Payton, right? Yeah, one of the best. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a genius, just like uh Coach Carroll. I mean, they're they're just geniuses. Yeah. There's something else. You can't there's there's a few of those other coaches in there that are in that in that same tier, but man. Yeah. yeah. Oh and yeah. He, he came from the Ditka tree. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, I just think that's I just think it's I like football. I I support the players because, man, they're busting their asses. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I mean, you think they're just playing once a oh, once a once a week, but they're not. It's everything they do. Everything they do. They can't go to a restaurant without having to sign autographs or be be a great person when they're in a bad mood. That should I support the players? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Except for that dude. What's his name? Greg Hardy. <laughs> Hey, he won Hardy? he won his uh ufc fight this last weekend <laughs> nice. all right you know that's something you need to go into i mean you you got domestic violence issues you got you know, <laughs> shit like that dude don't go beat up on women you know what get in a ring go get beat up go that's what i'm up. saying yeah and do it right you know get in the ring with some killers just some killers man hmm. holy hell ufc man that changes that changed real real quick huh did it? I, don't, oh, I've boy. Never, uh, I haven't followed it since it, like the first two years or so. Oh damn, damn! Yeah. It's evolved massively, Jason. I remember the first two years. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> right. Oh shit! Now, dude, the last UFC, no people in attendance. No. It's it's weird. The audio audio of the fights is it's it's really uh, almost haunting to hear the punches and stuff without any yeah. kind of clapping or yelling, screaming. Just wow. the commotion. It's it's really weird. Yeah. That Justin. would make a great background track for a song, right? Just the punches and stuff. Oh, <laughs> God dang. I don't know. Some of those kicks and so, oh, it's like, oh, I'm going to go throw up. 
dude, yeah, dude, Justin, Justin Gaethje just manhandled Ferguson, man. Just manhandled him. Yeah, he, change, he changes he changes looks. <laughs> Big time. Change, dude. Change his face up. Yeah. That's just I I can't believe that. I mean, because that was supposed to be slated that uh, Habib was supposed to fight, you know, Lil Kukui. And man, Gaethje put on a clinic. He put on a hurt clinic. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was gonna be a toss-up between Ferguson. I, I thought Ferguson had a little bit better chance, but you know it. Once, once you step into the ring, everything goes out. What's yeah. up, Liam? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, man. Just so, it's so crazy to see that such an empty arena and such. It's, it's, it's just insane, you know. Just insane. The whole, that whole scene, the whole sports scene, you know. Yeah. Dodgers tickets, my Dodgers tickets, you know, because I'm supposed to go down there, uh, refunded, you know. <laughs> LA, yeah, LA County yeah. is closed down. I can't go to the beat. You know, I want to go hang out with Meridian Parkway, those guys, and I can't go because, you know, God dang. <laughs> you know, there's times when you binge a show and there's times when you add to your queue. Right now, we're just adding to our queue. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? This yeah. will pass. But you got to remember that when this passes, it's going to be different. Like, it was Obama, right? And then it was Trump. And it's going to go back, but we're smarter now. And we're mm -hmm. more informed, so we're not going to let it go back to the way it was. Everybody's going to push back in their own ways, and we're going to become community again. Because you guys in Washington have different rules to life than we do in Florida. So let us be Florida. You guys be Washington, and we'll just have fun as a country, right? Yes, yes. Hell yeah. Hey, let us go back to Cali. Some of us want to go to Cali. You know? <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to go to Disneyland. My my kids, yes. uh, family, we go every year. So this is the one year, one year we haven't been. We've been three years in a row, and wow. that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, we've been uh, seven years in a row to to California, to Venice Beach. We spent at least you know, uh, you know, four days on the Venice Beach, and then go to the Boardwalk and go to Disneyland, Legoland, down to San Diego or Magic Mountain or Universal Studios, whatever, man. Just get the fuck out of Dodge, get out of Washington, because. Yeah. You know, we want some of that Cali sun, you know. Oh, yeah. I just moved to Florida. I want to go see Tampa Bay and Miami. I got friends in Miami. I got friends in Tampa Bay. I got South Beach, Jacksonville. I got, I got friends in Orlando. I got friends everywhere in Florida. I just can't go see them, you know. Dang it, dude. I moved Dang. down here so it would be cheaper to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but now you got to get, oh, dang, we got to figure that out for you, man. Yeah, that's that that's just it. We're all stuck at home. You know, it's not like one of us. But that's my point is if they let you free, what would you do? Honestly, you know what I mean? I would go to a park. I'd go to Claylock. Yeah. <laughs> and when you somebody know, came walking up to shake your hand, what would you do? I'd go and shake their hand, give them a hug. Say, man, human contact. God damn go. it. Thank you. you know? <laughs> That's how I am, man. I mean, I walk up to somebody, shake their hand, give them a hug. What's going on, brother? I agree. I agree. You know, that's how I've always been. I mean, I, I was raised, man, the way I was raised was fucking brutal, dude. You know, we were supposed to hate these, you know, these gringos, you know, and my dad didn't like them and it was just rough. But then all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to school and I'm like, these kids may look different, but man, some of them are pretty goddamn cool. You know what I mean? And so then when I evolved, as I, I evolved. <laughs> I was like, man, you know, I fucking love everybody. So now whenever I greet somebody, I stand up, I shake their hand, I give them a fucking hug, 
hey bro how you doing or hey sis how you doing that's, but that's just how it is that's, that's how i am is. and so of course somebody approaches me with their hand out hey, how you doing man give me contact go. yep i love it spray afterwards how about that <laughs> you're gonna take a precaution though is the point yeah, at some 100%. point that's of course dude you know plus yeah. me and sean got some barbecuing to do and that dang oh it. yes yes dude. yeah dude god dang it well hell what are we gonna do we gotta get cope we gotta get yeah. cope yeah yeah we want yeah, to talk that would be awesome yeah we, we've done everything we could do to get him yeah. you know what i mean yep we'll just uh you know what we'll keep messaging i'll keep messaging i even bought a shirt and tie so when that that man gets on <laughs> i'm not about to disrespect the guy yeah. you know what i mean i'm not trying to disrespect sean or or you jason because i'm wearing a deftones t-shirt but he's a, a ranking official you know i believe it's yeah. somebody i believe in in the government you, that i actually respect you know if trump came by and he was like oh yeah you better wear this and that. fuck no you know, no, Laura, chief Culp is coming by. Let me go get a shirt and tie. Let me comb out my fucking hair, dude. Let me take my hat off. You I know what I mean? Him, I told him I, in the email, I was like, you would be surprised how many people I, Adam actually knows. It wouldn't be a bad thing for you to be on this show with his receptive audience for, for a puff piece, for a promotion piece. We're not going to attack. We want to know more about you. We want you to elaborate on the good things that you feel that you do, you know? Yep, 100%. I think it'd be good. And then when that happens, obviously, Jarvis, Jarvis you're going to be there with uh, with yeah. me. Wear goddamn shirt and tie, son. Because... Oh, I better. Uh, I got to get my iron out then. Yeah, me too. Me too, dude. <laughs> me too. Because I'm not about to disrespect Chief Culp. You know gonna, what I mean? He's going to come on and be like, wait. I wasn't supposed to be talking to <laughs> I got to go. I thought I was talking to real grassroots people. Bye. <laughs> exactly. But he, at least he'll see. He's like, okay, well, he, he'll go back and look at the other episodes. Yeah. Oh, these yahoos all of a sudden look at us like, what? Yeah. Sir? <laughs> sir, nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the guy that we're going to talk to. That's going to, that's going to be the guy, you know? Yeah. Well, he has a list of your episodes, and you're genuine in all of them. I think so. Jeez, I don't. I'm, I'm the same dude on the podcast I am in real life. I'm I'm loud as shit. And I'll talk about whatever. I don't. I do care, but I don't at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just want to know so you can move forward. I always think the most powerful thing in the world to offer somebody is information because then they can move forward. No. You know, absolutely. Like people, absolutely. Are, people are always trying to hide their actions so that people can't react. I think you should let people react, but be nicer about your actions and let them move how they're moving. You know, mm -hmm. quit surprising people. Surprise! <laughs> 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 you knew an hour ago you were going to do that. You should have let me know, right? <laughs> oh, man. No. I'm not talking to any woman in specific, you know. Yeah, no, you're talking to dudes, right? <laughs> just, talking to dudes. just dudes talking, you know, just dudes talking. We don't care. We just want to sit on the couch, you know. Yeah, just don't, surprise, don't surprise us unless it's with like food or sex. Yeah, yeah. Or cookies. Or money. Wow, well, that's yeah. a food. <laughs> or a new gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the way uh, the man's heart is a new gun. I love that. Hell yeah. We might have a title for the episode there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, Sean, go go plant your goddamn garden, man. I sent me pictures. I want to see that thing, dude. 
Well, I'm going to call the gun store back and see if my, my uh, background check's been approved. Then I'm running up to the gun store. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. when we last talked like a month ago, you were like just applying, right? <laughs> uh, no, I hadn't bought a gun. I actually uh, just filled out the paperwork yesterday. So this is my first uh, pistol handgun that I've purchased in Washington since uh, the new initiative passed. So wow. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, you know, I live in a, a smaller county, so... They may have just been able to do the the background check a lot quicker. Uh, my, I've had my background check done quite a few times, so yep. we'll, nice. we'll we'll see. Hope, hopefully, it's something positive where I can go pick up my uh, my new baby and, and maybe yeah. shoot it today. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! I love that. I want to see video. Yeah, I want to see that gun. <laughs> Heck yeah, I will. Heck yeah! Right on, brother. I, I will absolutely show you. Hell yeah, we missed, dude! We missed you, Sean. Oh yeah, missed you guys too, man. It's good to it's good to be back on. This is this is fantastic. Hell yeah, dude. We'll get you in more episodes, dude. Like I said, man, it's like you know we were just talking, and I'm like we're talking about you, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna message him right now, see if we can't get in here. <laughs> so, hell yeah, dude. Oop, what happened? Yeah, yep, there he is. Yeah, and if there's anybody you want to talk to, let Adam know, and I'll reach out to him, and we'll yeah. try and get him yeah. on as well. You know. Yeah, yeah, you know. I uh, want to talk to the boys at Threat Dynamics. Yeah, I was gonna say if if you guys want to do that, they're on a modified schedule right now. I think they work. uh, It's open Wednesday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. Actually, some of those guys uh, are gonna come down to the Jarvis Farm, and uh, we're gonna social distance, do some shooting, barbecue, and stuff like that. Hopefully, here at the end of end of May. Nice. Yeah. Well, hold hold on. Let me see. Hold on. I'm checking my phone. Yeah, I don't have that invite. uh you you are always invited, know, my friend I, I i will i will send you the, the the dates once i get them for sure hell yeah dude hell yeah i'm hoping this shit clears up dude but you know it is what it is we'll just i want to talk that. to somebody about scopes you know what i mean because like i said i want to get an ar-15 but i need a very special scope because of my eyesight so i want to talk scopes to find out which ones are best you know well, uh, I actually happen to know quite a few people from Crimson Trace. They're not just a laser or light company. Uh, in the last couple of years, they got into making optics and scopes and stuff. Uh, I was lucky enough to get one of their scopes, and it's uh, Japanese-made glass, some of the highest quality glass you can make, but you're not actually breaking the bank, paying $3,000 for a scope that's uh, high quality and stuff. So I, I may be able to... Uh, that get would some be of those amazing. guys on here uh get yep. them some exposure as well because they they definitely everybody knows them for their uh lasers or uh-huh. the lights uh but they're definitely stepping into the optics industry and uh from the one that they gave me and the ones i've seen they've they've done a, a really good job so i'm impressed and i also like vortex optics stuff like that sure. I, unfortunately I, I don't know anybody from vortex i, I wish i did but yeah, I wish I did too. I mean, I got I know Mikey. <laughs> I know Mikey's got a, the connection out of Blackout Tactical Group, and shout out to Mikey. He uh, he's got the connection with those guys, and I'll see maybe I'll reach out to him and get him on here, and nice. uh, see if we can't get a hold of those guys too. So we'd have a whole variety of people to talk to about scopes, dude. That'd be nice. awesome. That would be yes. awesome, and that oh. would benefit me. So I'm excited about that. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. You got you. You could go and try and get your gun right now, and I could just drive up to the store and get one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Not us. Not us. Man. We gotta go through the whole process, man. Holy hell! 
I was I was telling Adam earlier that I have a collapsible baton and you still need the concealed carry for that. So I still have to go through the classes. So I'm excited about learning all of that. Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Good. that's that's a fantastic tool to have, definitely. Hell yeah. I got mine. <laughs> we know you do. We know you do. Yeah, yeah. Well right on. Right on, Sean. Go plant that garden, brother. Uh, I will after I hopefully pick up my gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do that, dude. Hell yeah. All right, boys. Cool, bro. Take care, man. We'll see you later. Thanks for having me again. Hell yeah. Anytime. Anytime. I like talking to him, man. He's he's a smart dude, you know. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have the people I have in my life, you know, that, you know, that like to have conversations, like to talk, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're cool as shit, man, you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited about this scope thing. Yeah, oh, dude, me too. I, I can't wait for you to have some of those things, man. The vortex scopes are fucking amazing, amazing, amazing scopes. It'd and be those, nice the to, Crimson Trace. Crimson mm-hmm. Trace, yeah. It'd be nice if Crimson Trace offered uh, to sponsor us and gave me like a nice scope to use, you know. Mm-hmm. I know I, mean, I need a new one for my AR pistol back here. <laughs> see, I'm looking for like a digital one that you can like zoom and then see your laser. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you can't shoot short targets with a long gun here, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. Yeah. You need some distance for that. And what I love is like at the shooting range here, it's just in the forest. You know what I mean? But And people self-regulate. Like this, this guy came up, this black guy with like his pants hanging down and his just fucking giant gun and his ki- his chicks following him and everybody just left. They were like, bye. You know what I mean? Because he was shooting the short targets with his uh, gun and people were just like, bye. You know, that's dangerous. That's metal. <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. You got to self, dang it. Yeah. That's why I was asking you guys in the first episode if, do you feel like you should self-regulate? Because at that moment, I'm not quite sure that like we would have confronted him. It would have made sense to confront him. It made more sense just to leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah, in that instance, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I think self-regulation is definitely important. I think we should, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's down to a person. Yeah. I always so, say that everybody's an asshole. So just wait for them to show you what kind of asshole they are and then decide whether you can accept it, you know? 100%. 100%. You don't need to punch a lady in the face. You can just go, you're not that kind of person. Bye. You know? <laughs> <laughs> God dig it. You know? You don't have to listen to Adam as a beard. If you're if you're this kind of person, listen away. If not, you know, go away. <laughs> yeah. Bye, girl. <laughs> go listen to the unsigned bye Felicia. Go listen to the unsigned countdown or public access America or ETM podcast coming up. Yeah, go listen to something else. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Your friend was like, You have a podcast? And I was like, I have a podcast too. And here's another podcast we have. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we need to reach out to him, dude. Uh, I I don't know if yeah. what uh, that music maybe tomorrow. Dope. If you got time, we'll record some stuff tomorrow. Yeah. Him, we'll try to get a hold of him. I'll, I'll call him right now and have a conversation with him and see if he wants to get on and just shoot the shit. You know, a little oh, uh, yeah. Hansan countdown action for the countdown. We need Johan for the countdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he just. He just blew it out of the water. The unsigned countdown originally, what we were going to do is review music live, right? Like mm-hmm. we would all get together, play some of the song, play the song, and then review it and just go on with life. But we couldn't do that because Google Hangouts wouldn't let us put the music in. So yep. I had to make 
the countdown, which was the songs, 10 songs in a countdown form. So we could all listen to them <laughs> and then go back and then we would talk and then pause in the conversation. And then I would have to go back in production and put clips of the song in. But now Johan can just literally, we met, we met earlier this week and got the sound levels down and like, we don't need to screen share. We can just audio share. So we can all listen to the song, like yes. the band in and all of us listen to the song and have a natural conversation out of that, you know, and, that's so cool, but we need him for that. <laughs> uh, yes, 100%. I agree. You know, like I said, I got, you know, bands that I would really like. The King Machine, I know that yeah. King Machine would be a, a, a awesome at, you know, interviewing because I know Troy for a long time. I know Matt Eisman for, I've known him for a very, very long time. And he's been, I've seen him, his evolution of music from one band, from, and one extreme from he was living up here in Washington, moved down to California, was a bartender, and, and then started in a punk band and started in this doom metal band. And then all of a sudden he moved to Oregon. And that progression of that guy, I mean, he's always been a fantastic musician. I mean, just an amazing musician. Like that man can play. That man is an artist. Was know? that who we listened to? Yeah. Yep. What's the band's name again? Tithe. 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 Because I'll tell you. You, I, I listened on SoundCloud and I put the first song on and I was like, oh, fuck, it's noise. You know, the noise metal, you know, uh, dead instruments from our first episode. I was like, this, this sucks. Fuck. But then all of a sudden it started slowing down and I started noticing that it was noise, but like the guitar and the vocals were all going at a certain time. It wasn't like just random over random over random and then all of a sudden the drums came in and i was like fuck this mm -hmm. is cool but mm -hmm. then i was like why why it, why would i listen to a slower song like because the 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 last two thirds was like slower but the first was like so noise i was like who's listening to this song like who's going for the noise and the ballad type yeah me <laughs> to the other songs and i was like fuck yeah i get it yeah. you know it's this, it's they call it math math rock or yeah. math metal and math rock to me was like cartoon theory remember cartoon theory that type of shit yeah i remember uh, that they are math metal and it's so it's interesting to hear noise on beat for yes me. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I, I was like, book them, Dano. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. I'm going to have a conversation with Matt, see if he wants to come on. I'd love to have him on. Maybe we can do it day, you know, to tomorrow. Uh, it depends on what uh, the doc's guy's going on. But yeah. Matt, Matt's, he's such a creative, creative force. He's, a, he's such a massively, massive influence on me personally, you know, as, yeah. a, as a friend, as a musician. Um, he, he's just amazing. He's just an amazing dude. And he's, nice. his ideas, all of a sudden he'll go, he'll be talking about this idea. And it'll be, it's like this, basically, when you start talking out and then all of a sudden he talks and then you see this blossom yeah. and all of a sudden you yeah. see this tree. You're like, I love those people. Fucking hey, dude. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? And he's that guy. He's that guy. That's how amazing he is. Shout out Matt Eisman, your son of a, well, his mom's beautiful. So I can't say son of a bitch. He is <laughs> fucking beautiful awesome. and a bitch. Well, his mom is a saint. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Do you watch Rick uh, and Morty? 
No, I got it. People keep telling me I got to start watching that. Nah, you, you really don't. But there's this episode where they do Inception and they go in a dream and a dream and a dream. And there's like this Freddy Cougar knockoff and he's like trying to chase them, but they, they, he loses them and they, he goes home. Right. And he's like, scary. Terry is just like another guy. And he's just like, bitch. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Like he comes home angry and she's like, you will not act like that at my, in our home in front of our baby. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And it just becomes this normal life for like Freddy Krueger for a while. <laughs> oh, dig it. Right. Oh man. That's, times, that was a great episode. Thanks for being here. I love you. Hey buddy. I love you, man. And thank you for, for everything you're helping me. Thank you for, for being here thank you for 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 your friendship thank you for your producing skills you my boy you my boy blue adam does shout outs we got to get shout outs oh shit yes shout out matt eisman eli hoyland troy rimstead uh miss ella lancer um who else do we need uh, all, all my people in my neighborhood because right. um, you know what i am that crazy motherfucker but gonna, not that crazy. I'm going to thank Sean Jarvis. And for you, I'm going to uh, thank Chief Lauren Culp. Because whether he's here or not, he's still doing some good, right? So, yeah, 100%. 100%. Nice. And I don't, you know, I don't do many shout outs. But I do, I do want to do something where I leave people with something. And I wanted to leave them with like a quote. Something that helps, right? And for me, what helped me was this quote that says, success is when preparation meets opportunity. And I'll just leave you with that. 100%. Yes.